Hello and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I am your host, Cara Westworth, and today I am joined by my very good friend, Tom. Hello. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. Tom has joined me from Melbourne. He's another one of my Melbourne-based friends who has found himself in Brisbane, and I'm making him do a podcast with me because that's how it works. I'm Yeah, I'm noticing a theme there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, that's what your duty is. If you're my friend and you haven't seen a Tom Cruise movie, then you have to review it for me. Yay! <laughs> uh, Tom is not a fan of Tom Cruise. In fact, we've had some fairly interesting discussions about my obsession with Tom Cruise, but he's a good friend and is basically just being a good guy and sucking it up to do this episode with me. But I chose a film that I figured would be up your alley because you are very much into sci-fi. Just a bit, just a tad. Yeah. Yep. So we chose 2014's Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. Yes, we did. And as a matter of fact, you actually read the book that it's based on and have it with you at the moment. Yes, yes. Um, the book is called All You Need Is Kill, which, to be honest, is the coolest title ever mm-hmm. uh, by uh, Hiroshi uh, Sakurazaka. And um, yeah, it was uh, interesting reading the book and going into the film pretty much blind in terms of the movie mm. and seeing sort of what, what they'd taken from it. Great. Because you haven't seen it before and you have read the book, what did you think having just watched the movie? Well, I, I liked it. I liked the movie. I thought for the most part the um, the translation to a film was pretty darn good. I only had one major issue with it, and that's the ending. But we can we can, we can talk about that. Okay, because the, the ending does differ from the book, right? Very much so. Okay. It's probably, I, I assume as with a lot of adaptions to American film, that they've changed it to be happier than it was originally intended? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. So, mm-hmm. yep, so you enjoyed the film. I it's I love this movie. I really, really genuinely enjoy it. Um, I love sci-fi and action movies, and I think this one does just a really good job of enthralling me pretty much from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have to say I was pretty much hooked from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, a really good introduction to the world, um, sort of through the news footage and, you know, reports of what's actually happening mm. with the the alien invasion from the race called the Mimics. Yeah, they, and, they just sort of introduce, like, catch us up to speed really quickly just through news bulletins and, you know, news reports from around the world. So we sort of immersed in this world pretty quickly, but without being too, I don't know, it... it eased us in but also did it really quickly yeah 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 okay well yeah so like you just said this is our world it's not set in a different world uh basically an alien race that we're calling mimics have basically invaded earth they're very strange looking sort of wiry uh, going going from the books that was sort of based on starfish okay um that because the starfish were the first things that they encountered and they're called mimics so ah yeah yeah yeah, so they're like kind of like stringy, starfishy kind of. Like they look like sea creatures, they but do. yeah, also but somehow robots. Yeah, at the same time, which is very cool. Very cool character design, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So we are in this world where all of Europe has been pretty much wiped out, and they're basically on the edge of France, and they're ready to invade Britain, and where that's where we're brought in. There's going to be the Operation Downfall, where we feel like we're going to beat the mimics because they haven't gone up to the coast and mm-hmm. we think we can jump on the coast and like mm-hmm. get them somehow um doesn't seem really well thought out but that's that's yeah, the plan yeah i um i seem to remember another beach invasion of france that yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't sure, it's just doesn't a... always go too well for people. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, our main character is Tom Cruise, and he plays William Cage, uh, yeah. referred to as Cage throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. He is basically a ex uh, marketing kind of advertising guy who yeah. has become like a spin like a he, spin doctor. Yeah, for... he's he he's a he's a sort of a public relations guy for the um, the U.S. military. He's mm. he's a major. He's sort of come through uh, ROTC and not really been a soldier from the get go. He's sort of fallen into the rank of major, and um, he's a dick. He is he is a total dick. Well, so he basically he's goes to see the general. Uh, is General Brigham played by Brendan Gleeson, who is also a bit of a prick. Mm-hmm. He basically says, "Okay, well, we don't think people are really like into this Operation Downfall. We need to sell it to them. So you're going to do that by being on the front line and showing everyone how good it is." Mm-hmm. And Cage is like, "Yeah, no, I'm going to nope the fuck out of here." And Obviously, that's not taken very well, mm-hmm. and he's basically it was like, like court-martialed or whatever the term is. Uh, he was, um, I mean, he, he he tried to blackmail a four-star general, which yeah. went was, well. <laughs> it was never really going to go well for him. No. So yeah, it's it's kind of he 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 got what he deserved, mm. but all it meant was that uh, instead of taking part in the um, the beach landing as a major, he took part in the beach landing as a private. As a private who has to actually fight, whereas before he would have just been on kind of off in the distance, I don't know, narrating it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what they expected him to do exactly. Um, mm. I know if I was in that position, I would be like, excuse me, if you're going to make me do this, I'm going to accidentally die really yeah. suddenly because no thanks. I'd, I'd have the life expectancy of a spinal tap drummer. I'd just, yeah. <laughs> Almost immediately you did. Yeah, so I, I just I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't. Don't waste your armor and stuff on me. I'm just gonna die now, and then yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where we that's where we kind of land. Like he gets arrested, and then he kind of wakes up, and he's like on this pile of baggage, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's at the he's at Heathrow Airport, but it's where all the new recruits are going, and basically where the next day they're all going to be shipped out mm-hmm. to France to fight the Mimics, and he is obviously appalled and indignant about it, and he tries to um, talk his way out. Out of it, and he encounters our very good friend Bill Paxton, who plays Sergeant Farrell, Master Sergeant Farrell. Yes, he yeah, yeah. is a wonderful character. He is from he, Kentucky, and he has the most wonderful Southern he, drawl. He, he is just he, is he has so, so many good sayings, like yeah. just constantly. And we get to hear him a lot, as you'll soon discover. Yeah, he kind of entertains his cages. Like, I'm not meant to be here. I'm obviously a major. And turns out he's got a note saying, uh, this guy is going to do everything he can to weasel out of this. Do not let him. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's pretending to be a major. He's he's actually a yeah. private and he's a he, massive coward. So, you yeah. know, make so, sure he doesn't run away. So, obviously, when he introduces Cage to uh, J-Squad, who is his team, uh, he doesn't introduce them in a very in, in a very nice way, and, fa- and so they all hate him, like, off at the get-go, as you would. Cause he's yeah, like, to be he's, fair. He's, he's a deserter. He's, yeah. he's hateable. They're, they do a little bit of, um, like, running around chanting, as they do in all the army movies, and then suddenly he has to go to war, and yep. he's he doesn't get any training. Like, they put him in these... So they have these really cool suits they introduced to us because there is the hero of the war, and her name is Rita, and she's known as the Angel of Verdant. Or the Full Metal Bitch. Full, full Metal Bitch, yeah. <laughs> which is a real cool name. She uh, actually helped defeat them. Yes, during the Battle of Verdun. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Emily Blunt. Yes, Emily Rebel, Blunt. Yes, and she is amazing. I know she's a wonderful actress. My God, yes. Yeah. So like 
they have these suits. Like that's some of the spin that Cage did was about talking about these suits and how you know that's how they're going to win the war because they've yeah. got these cool suits that will, and that's what won them Vedant. And yeah, they sort of talking about the fact that um, yeah, a, a, a lot of their recruits are pretty new. They're pretty green and don't know what they're doing. But stick them in one of these suits, and suddenly they're a super soldier. And, yeah, you know, you don't need to be a, a amazing soldier. You yeah. you have this thing, and it'll win the war. Yeah, that's he's just putting one of those. They they refuse. No one will tell him like how to take the safety off or how to operate the thing at all. Yeah, so he, he managed to mess around with the language settings, like yeah. you know your average seventy year old on a mobile phone. And <laughs> uh... yeah, so going well. So that's uh, it. Comes to I remember watching this at the cinemas, and I was so full of like. Anger anxious dread so they're in this with these weird helicopters he's in this suit and they're like about to drop it's like oh two minutes to drop whatever and then all of a sudden the floor opens up and you're just looking down at the beach and there i don't know i would i would have shat myself to death like there and then yeah look i i have to say i mean obviously um this this scene is you know obviously very inspired by um, uh, Operation Overlord, you know, the storming Normandy Beach. Mm. And uh, a lot of films have done it. I mean, I'd say probably the most famous would be Saving Private Ryan. Mm. But this scene was just amazing. It was it was just very visceral. You were there. Yeah. And it, and it felt really real. And when things started to go wrong and, and the aircraft started taking fire and, you know, you, you were seeing one guy just, you know, get sucked out of a hole in the side and another one's on fire and they all start dropping. It was, yeah, it was full on. Yeah. It was amazingly well done. And this poor dickhead is like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So, like, they're all dropping and, you know, they've taken fire. So the the, the actual ship helicopter's on fire. And they're like, drop, drop or you die. And he, like, drops the last second. And, like, there's a really terrifying scene where he's, like, just spinning on this wire because the helicopter is out of control mm-hmm. above him and he crashes and he's just like stumbling around being like what the fuck do i do he manages to survive a bit longer than you'd expect yeah, all things about, given about, about three minutes i yeah. think yeah like he manages to like he's stumbling around and he manages to come across j squad and you know sergeant farrell's yelling at them and um telling him what to do and as they're getting ready to get out of this ditch to attack the, the big front line of all the mimics are coming and whoa what is he saying Hang on. Uh, he said, here they come, mean as hell, thick as grass. Yeah. Like another one yep. of his beautiful sayings. Yeah, they, uh, all the mimics are coming and Cage looks down and he can see that there's a mimic actually under the sand underneath them and he like yells out, but it's too late, it kills the squad and Cage is, is not harmed at this time. But then this weird, creepy, big blue Mm-hmm. version of the mimics comes the, out deluxe sports model yes yeah. yes yeah. oh very much and in a moment of like a little bit of like heroism he sees one of those weird grenade things uh, it's a, a claymore um so it is okay yeah yeah a... so they're they're an anti-personnel mine and um you usually stick them in the ground wait for some poor bastard to walk in front of them and detonate them. okay well he puts yeah. he holds that and didn't and this horrible blue mimic comes to get him but it blows him up and like it's a really cool scene where cage dies but this thing explodes and melt his blood gets all over him and melts his face and you yeah. you see it all <laughs> yeah it was uh it was quite graphic yeah surprisingly graphic yeah good time i thought um yeah. but then this is and this is where the movie becomes you know the live die repeat which is the tagline of the movie mm-hmm. uh all of a sudden he like snap he wakes up and he's back in the baggage and he's getting yelled at by an army guy and then sergeant Farrell comes and starts yelling at him and it's basically groundhog day it it is i mean it's the standard sci-fi trope of repeating the same day over and over mm-hmm 
hearing the same things over and over and trying to figure out uh, how to break the loop. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we could just go and things happen again and again, but I feel like a lot of things happen each time he goes back. So that this time he, he doesn't kick up a fight. So Sergeant Farrell's kind of a bit nicer to him this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. He's, he doesn't introduce him as like a total coward and everything to J-Squad, yeah. but... For, for I mean, overall, it's pretty much the same day over again. Yeah. He's in the, the drop ship. He ends up on the beach. Yep. And lasts... this time he lasts four minutes instead yeah. of three. Yeah. Lasts a tiny bit longer and... You know, he has a, has an attempt at saving, like, Griff, one of the guys who um, likes to not wear any clothes except a jock strap in his armor suit. Is it... Gr- Griff was the Australian guy. No, um, he... No, no, Hang on. I wrote this all down. Hang on. Kimmel. Kimmel. Was, Kimmel was the naked guy. Griff was Kimmel. the Aussie. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that, that guy. Like, he tries to save him because he's like, yeah, I'm going to fight this. And then a helicopter drops on him. So, like... Yeah. Case tries to knock him off the beach and doesn't fail. And then I think he does it again later and he gets killed. Yep. And so he keeps trying. Like he doesn't, I mean, what do you do? Like you, you got to keep reliving this nightmare, I guess. You try and make the most of it as you're yep. going along. And every time he goes, he kind of encounters Rita, who kind of gives him this look every every time. And like the first time she gets killed, uh, the second time he gets killed because they're gawking at each other. And then he finally has an encounter with her and saves her from being killed. He talks to her and she realized she's like has this look of realization like hang on you're reliving this same thing over mm-hmm. and over i am familiar with this and, and she, she says come find me when you wake up and he's like what yep and that's what he does so he, he dies immediately uh he relives it and he works out a way to sneak off from his squad which one time he yells at something at the sergeant had to do push-ups and then he tries to roll away and gets crushed by a truck in front yeah. of them all which was hilarious i yeah. i do want to just quickly say i love this scene because in pretty much every other scene in the film where he gets killed he immediately wakes up on the um, the pile of baggage yeah. and gets screamed at. For this scene, there was the the little shot of Bill Paxton just just sort of going, you know, what the hell? What, yeah, why, what, what did you think what, that was going to do? Why, why did you try this? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I know that was really good. That was, yeah. I think that's one of the few times. I think there's another couple of times, but basically it's one of the main yeah, times yeah, where they much. actually show beyond yeah. um, resetting. So, yeah, he actually manages to get to Rita uh she is an angry well she's a full metal bitch and she's like what are you doing here get the fuck and he's like no 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 i've you told me to come find you i'm you you know what's happening to me and she's like oh cool and then we meet noah taylor the wonderful australian actor poor man's ben Mendelssohn, but still a fine actor in his own right i like him i like him i think this is not his first not his first tom cruise movie either he's a vanilla sky really yeah basically we find out rita has been through all this so she's like did one of these weird looking aliens uh try and kill you and bleed all over you and he's like what as a matter of fact (laughs) yeah yeah so it happened, the second thing happened to her, and so that's why she's so good at fighting because she has fought them so many more mm-hmm. times than anyone realizes. But Noah Taylor's character, who is Doctor Carter, I believe. Yes, I kind of like that. You know, mm. the the last time I saw something with a um, you know, a time loop, there was a Doctor Carter. Really? Yeah. What was it? Window of Opportunity, Stargate SG One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have known. You need a Doctor Carter in your yep. time loop. Yeah. Okay, that's probably very much on purpose, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so he got demoted. He was like big head astrophysic. Yeah. I don't know. Some some big huge uh, science no, he grow. He was a nerd. 
He's he a, big, a, nerd, a big nerd with the, lots of titles. A but nerd, nerd of renown. Yes. Yes. And he was now basically just a mechanic because yeah, with mental health problems because he was like, hey, this thing's happening, the like crazy guy over there. Yeah. And I mean, when, when, you, when you tell your superiors that um, these aliens have the ability to, um, to loop through time and, you know, learn from your attacks and, and learn how to defeat you, you typically get locked in a rubber room or fired or, mm. you know. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to maybe listen to them. But no, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, he things get explained to him because uh, this is his first encounter with Dr. Carter. You know, he does like, how many fingers am I holding behind my back? He's like, what the fuck? I don't know. And they're like, okay, so this is your first time. Let us explain everything to you, which as an audience member was very convenient. Exposition. <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically, she when she went through it all, like she was started getting visions, and those visions were were they ever done? Is that how she wanted? Or uh, well, they they explain that um, the alien that that bled on him and and also bled on her, they they call them alphas. Yes. And so what happens is one of the, when one of these alphas gets killed, it triggers. Uh, it's it's like an extension of the nervous system for the big da- yeah, so, daddy alien. Which so is, they're like a hive mind kind of entity. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the big Omega, who is the brain, and then there's the Alphas, who are like one in six billion or something. One in six million. Oh, well, well, yeah, one point, no, one in one, one point one six, six million. Yeah, some yeah. huge number. So they, were they the nervous system or something? Yeah, so so the idea is when one of those gets killed, because they're usually in, in some sort of area where, you know, there's there's a lot of the, the other ones, the main soldiers, which I believe were called Gammas. Yep. Uh, it sort of signifies, okay, they're getting attacked. They need to respond to this attack. And the way that they do that is by triggering a, a time reset mm. in the uh, the Omega, the, the, yes. big, the big mama. So by getting the Alpha's blood on him, he is now basically part of that an Alpha. System. Yeah. And whenever he dies, he's resetting the day. Yeah. So we, we find that all out and it's all very fascinating and also a little bit terrifying because it's like, well, how do I stop this? I'm like, you just got to keep dying until we figure it out yep. and get those visions so we can work out where they go. And yeah, that's when we just keep going on and on. Like Yeah. So they, they sort of discuss... You know, all right, cool. I die and I reboot and I'm, you know, living the same day over again. How do I stop this? And they explain to him that the the way to do this is they've got to kill the Omega. Mm-hmm. They um they have to find it. And um the the way they sort of do that is it, it was it was a little bit, you know, we, we, we need to find a way to move the plot along. But um basically you loop enough times and the Amiga starts to go, Okay, something's going on, you're not one of my regular yeah. alphas. And he would start getting visions of, of this Amiga and where it is. Yeah. And yeah, he, he, he finally did start getting those visions after many resets where he she was she was training him and he was doing terribly and then like he kept getting injured like he's like i think i broke my back all i can feel is my lips and she like goes okay so you can't ever get badly injured you have to die otherwise you won't reset and i lost my powers because i didn't die and i got blood transfusion and i lost it yeah so the um the sort of covers the fact that the blood is the important thing and if he bleeds out slowly that's really bad because Mm -hmm. he loses the ability to loop so if you're gonna die, die quickly. Yes. I do have to say, I love the fact that that was a reason why he wasn't wearing a helmet. Because in so many action films, mm. for whatever reason, the main character is never wearing a helmet. He's got to look all cool, cinematic and, yeah. and picturesque. And in this movie, it's because, well, if I get shot in the head, I want it to be lethal. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was cool with that. That was yeah. that was fun. That was fun. 
Okay, so yeah, just goes through. Basically, they're like they can't get off the beach. It's really hard, and he starts like at one point he's kind of losing hope. And instead of when he resets one time, and so he's like keeps as they're on the beach and they're about to die, he keeps staring at Rita, and he's kind of like, what's the fucking point? So when he resets again, instead of going through all that, he actually nicks a motorbike. He buggers off to the pub. Yep, goes to the pub yeah. to have a sulk. Yeah. And when he does that, and like he hears a weird noise and goes out, and he sees the bridge. Um, it's one of the big famous bridges in London, mm-hmm. and you can see something happening in the water, and it's mimics coming up. So they get him immediately. He resets, and he's like, "Okay, that was actually really important information." Uh, while the battle in France is happening, uh, they're coming up to wipe out London and the rest of England, I presume. So he finds that out and he has to go tell Dr. Carter and Rita and Rita's like, well, we have to use your fucking cool jabby thing, Dr. Carter. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? I don't have it anymore. You know, they think I'm crazy. So the Mm -hmm. only one is in Whitehall and Mm -hmm. the general has it and they're like, change of tactic. To, to, To explain, said jabby thing will apparently, if they jab it into an alpha, will allow them to tap into the uh, shared consciousness or Mm. nervous system or whatever the hell you want to call it and basically see where this Amiga is. And uh, he has one with him. It doesn't work. He didn't have the parts to finish it. But no, there's there's a... one that's ready to go and it's sitting in a safe in... Uh, in old general, what's his face's yeah. uh, safe in his office. So that's when they change tactics and instead of going... Oh, no, no, no. Actually, before that, mm. before that, they um, they, they do the whole... Uh, after after he goes to the pub, yeah. um, he goes, all right, we've got to get off the beach. Obviously, that's not working. So there's a the whole montage of trying to get off the beach because, oh yeah because actually we've yeah we missed the whole bit yeah okay so he starts he, he finally starts getting the visions he starts yep. getting the visions of where the alpha is oh sorry the omega uh and um they figure out it's at um a dam, dam in, in germany? G- germany yeah so um uh readers like okay we're we're obviously not going well on the beach so we've got to get off it and there's this whole montage of just trying to get off the beach and they get mm-hmm. off the beach and then they go And there's fight. a the most kick-ass fight sequence like when because like when he encounters J-Squad again they're like what the fuck and he's like running around the edge of this crater that yes. they're hiding in and like shooting and they're like who the hell was that? Like yeah. that yeah. was meant to be that nobody that Yeah you know, and now busted. he's weirdly competent for some yeah, reason. Yeah. <laughs> competent. Like yeah, it's a really cool scene of them like busting them all and they actually get off the beach this time except this isn't the first time for him because he knows everything. He's like, we, yeah, okay, we've got to go to that car. We it took us this many, t- so many times to find the car that actually has keys and gas, yeah, and which is set in a an abandoned uh, trailer park with yeah. um the like old carnival rides, which yeah. is beautiful, Mwah. very yeah. good imagery. Yeah. yeah, I did love the fact that uh, so they they he, he's he's done this loop so many times that there's pretty much only two cars left, and he says, all right, you go for that one, I'll go for this one. Uh, Rita's car had a caravan on the back. And he says, don't forget to unhook the caravan. And I knew as soon as he said, yeah. unhook the caravan, she's not going to do it and there's going to be a mimic chilling yeah. in it. And there was. And funny enough, there was. Yeah. Who knew that movies worked like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, look, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, if I was just chilling in my caravan and someone in power armor comes up and steals <laughs> the car and drives away, I'd be I'd be pretty pissed too. Yeah, well, I have a nap here. Come yeah. on. I Like, he wasn't fighting them. He was yeah. just chilling. He yeah. was just, you know, having his beach vacation. They come along. They steal his caravan. They drive down the road. He's right to be a little upset. Yeah. And um, they he doesn't kill him. He he gives it a good bloody solid go, but they um blast him off and they run out of petrol. They go to a farmhouse. Uh, at the farmhouse, they happen, happen to find a tiny little helicopter mm-hmm. um, in the backyard. Yeah, and we quickly work out, like, he 
makes finds coffee and makes her a coffee and is like, oh, you want three sugars? And she's like, how many fucking times have we been here? Why don't we just get in the helicopter and go? Because he's like, you're going to die. You keep dying. I've yeah. been through this too many times. And he's obviously falling in love with her, which I guess you would. It's probably been like a year for him or something ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's, he's insanely insanely competent at killing for someone who who says at the start that you know he hates the sight of blood yeah um and i mean that always happens it's your your standard groundhog day thing where someone becomes weirdly competent at some obscure skill um i i mentioned earlier that um just just out of curiosity while i was doing some research for this i was looking at some groundhog day stuff and um there's entire forums discussing how long did bill murray's character loop there's a really in-depth discussion about you know we reckon it's thirty-three years and three hundred and fifty days. That's the the estimate. That's so, and there, there's yeah. <laughs> there's just a mountain of evidence behind that. So, I actually wonder if someone has worked out for this. I bet they have. Yeah. One thing that didn't carry over from the books that I would have really loved to see is um, every time the the main character Keiji uh, wakes up, he has a pen by the side of his bed and he writes a number on his hand, and and that number is the number of times that he's looped oh. and. I would have really loved to have seen that in this film. I, mm. I, it's just something that I've always loved in these time loop episodes. Yeah. When, when you when you sort you just of get want an to, idea, yeah, just, of, you just want to know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we well, yeah, don't know, but I reckon it's probably been like hundreds of times. Oh, like it's, it's probably been a good year. Yeah. If not longer. Yeah. Well, Rita does mention that she um, she saw someone who was important to her die over 300 times yeah. before she had her blood transfusion and lost her abilities. Um, nuts. Imagine going through that 300 times. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so when they get to the farmhouse, she's like, give me those fucking keys, would ya? And she gets in the gets into the uh, helicopter, tries to take off, mimics everywhere as he knew. He's like, please, can't you just stay? I will take the helicopter. I always survive in every situation. If you just stay here, it'll be fine. But she's... You know, she's a soldier through and through, so yeah. she refuses. She dies, and there's like a really sweet moment where she's like admits her her middle name is Rose because she is a hard bitch, and she doesn't give like even late earlier on she's like you eventually talk to me, you tell me your middle name is Mary or whatever, and she's like that's not my middle name, you idiot. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, so she ends yeah. up admitting it, which is really sweet, and that's obviously when he realizes, oh, I really really like this girl. I'm I'm sick of seeing her die. Hey. Yeah, I mean. Uh- <laughs> I think if you were in that situation and there was the one person in your entire very limited, very repetitive world that had the smallest idea of what's going on, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd probably get yeah. pretty close to them too. Yeah, you get catch the feels real bad. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, oh, she, she dies, he dies, and he resets, and he, like, he decides he's not actually going to get her to help him this time she he goes up to her and she's like what do you want and he's like i'm sorry for bothering you and he mm-hmm. ends up so he mm-hmm. ends up cutting to him in the helicopter getting to dam yep and, and, it, and it, i i love the um the montage of him on the beach landing on the beach you know he, he's not stumbling he like lands on his feet and he just starts walking you see the naked dude in the power yeah. armor <laughs> uh, he gets squashed by the plane he doesn't even try to rescue him this time he's just like He's, he's just a man on a mission. Yep. He's got the thousand-yard stare. Yep. And he's like, I'm getting through this beach. Yeah, it was real good. It was. But as it turns out... Yeah, uh, it was a setup, yeah. basically. Old Amiga Face was like, I know what's going on here. I'm going to set this up so um, we can fuck you up because we want your blood. Because... Yeah, we're going to steal all that precious, precious blood back. Yeah, because he encounters a regular mimic and a alpha mimic. And he's like, come on, get me. And they're like, oh, oh, oh we, yep. we can't. And like the... Alpha slashes him and he's like bleeding and 
He's like, fuck, what do I do? And basically some a water pipe bursts mm. and he drowns this time, which yeah. is pretty fucked. I found it funny that um, despite all these wonderfully gory, over-the-top deaths, that was the one that we sort of go, yeah, no. Yeah, because no. you've been feeling yourself drown and being like, yeah, I know that I'm going to wake up and it's going to be fine, but also, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, drowning. No, no thanks. So, yeah, now he has to then, they're like, okay, well, that was a big setup, so what the fuck do we do? And that that is when yep. they big, decide. The, the big spiky MacGuffin, they've got to go and get it from the general's yeah. office. Yeah, so we yep. got to go that. So when, when they go through the office, obviously Cage has been there like a hundred times because he like knows okay turn now saw this person here do this duck duck mm. weave um I, I love i love that he was um he was you know talking to the general secretary uh your name's uh rita this is your birthday your uh your son was uh transferred to australia to get away from the fighting and finally he's able to sort of convince the general okay yeah, yeah obviously yeah. it's been so many times and yeah they managed to convince him and, and get it but as soon as they leave the building they're like what do we do? And he's like, I don't know. I've never actually been this far before. And then there's all soldiers outside who were like, oh, we're going to shoot you. Yeah. And they ha- then sort of like cuts to a car chase and they're like speeding around a car park uh, trying to get out. And that's when he actually uses the spiky magic. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they figure out they don't necessarily need an alpha. He'll do. He's got the yeah. blood. He gets his vision and he, mm-hmm. and he finds out that, okay, the in Paris, in, in the... In um, the world-famous Louvre. Yep. Yeah, checking out Paris art. is all fucked up. Yep. Especially that Louvre? Or well, those? more than usual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now they know where they actually have to go because they're not being tricked by the Amiga this time. And that's when it all goes sideways and they have guys in the uh, the jackets come out and mess up their car and they, they crash. And get caught and he's bleeding and he does not die this time. No, he wakes up on a gurney and the first thing that he sees is a transfusion bag hooked into his arm. Yep, and he's... Takes it out on the nurse. Not her fault. She doesn't know what she's done. She mm-hmm. doesn't know about your your bloody secrets, mate. The way the nurse kind of says, I'm sorry, when he asks where Rita is, he's like, fuck, she's dead. It but just, she's not. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing, Cage? I got out of here in one minute. Let's yeah. go. So they get out and he's like, I've lost the power. She, we... oh, she, she's about to stab him through the heart. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, before you do that, <laughs> um, I can't loop anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Lucky she, lucky he caught that in time. Imagine yeah. that, like, he was in and he's just like, hmm. Yeah. Things yeah. are still going. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they basically, their plan is now to go to Paris and fuck up the Omega. They manage to recruit J-Squad because yeah. Yeah, they go and say... Yeah, they, well, they, I, I, I love that they didn't have any confidence in him you know yeah. he certainly knows a lot of stuff he's able to tell them about you know their their very personal and intimate secrets but he's just some dude that they've met yeah like like okay we maybe we believe you but why we're going to follow you into battle and she's like allow me to present yeah. myself yeah, i don't expect you to follow me but this yeah. is rita and uh I think yeah you've heard and they're all and... like fuck yeah let's do it so they, they do and you know they they find out pretty quickly that it's basically a suicide mission because like one of them asks well what happens if i'm not allowed to kill this alpha guy, what yeah. am I doing? He's like, yeah. gotta take one for the team, man. Like, yeah, because um, now that he's out of the loop, if they kill an alpha, they're gonna loop. Yeah, and he's not gonna be part of that, so he's not gonna be able to tell them what's going on. Yeah, so um, it's pretty much it's uh, it's do or die. Yes, well, do and die. Yeah, fully for long. Very brave young boy. Like two of them um, end up like sacrificing themselves yeah. so they can. Cause they crash. They have a really big crash just before the Louvre and they're like what the fuck do we do and the two of them like oh, one of them's yeah. like I'm injured you know yeah, I'm gonna too, fucking sort of too messed up to go on so all um, there was a fuel truck they you know uh, blew it up with the claymores that 
that he always had strapped to his body. Yep. I, I did love that little thing that he, he always had those taped to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked well for all of us. And, yeah, they managed to take off again and there's as they're flying along, like Rita's flying it and one of the other soldiers in the back shooting and Cage is, like, got this weird thing that comes out and arm is actually, like, dangling from his yeah, suit yeah. out and fighting, which looked fucking awesome like it, it was pretty cool i mean like they the, the um, plane's too messed up to actually fly so they're sort of the engines are powerful enough to propel them across hover, the ground yeah, yeah so they're, they're they're shooting across the ground he's hanging out the door you know firing this big mounted gun and it's uh very sci-fi it's and fucking very cool. sci-fi and actiony yeah, as fuck yeah yeah. yeah, and they they crash into the Louvre. He goes goes flying. It looks fucking awesome. They they've obviously smashed a big hole down through the Louvre, all through the floors, and that's they land. And there's like a really sexy moment where like he pulls her away, and they're like on top of each other. And I'm like, ooh, yes, <laughs> and yes. and there's also a nice moment where they're like, what are we gonna do? And he's like, I'll distract the Alpha. You go kill the Omega. And she's like, neither of us are making out of this. How about we reverse? I want you to you should go kill the Omega. And they have a little smooch. Very sweet because yeah. she's finally realised she likes yeah. him. Well, I, I think it was more, you know, um, she she sort of said, you know, thank you for for getting me this far. Yeah. Because you know she's been through all these loops and she hasn't she uh, she missed out on the opportunity to. I have a feeling uh-huh. that what happened with her, whatever the guy's name was, was yeah. actually the same situation but reversed. So she had someone who helped her along and she, they, could, she couldn't save him. She could never save him and she maybe didn't know him that well but developed a relationship and it was one, might have been one side. Yeah. So she probably knew exactly how yeah. he was feeling and that's why a little smooch chucked in there. Um, basically, she runs off and the alpha chases her and we don't see it but you can tell that she gets torn apart by yep. the alpha pretty gruesomely and he dives into some water and he's swimming down and you can see the alpha like chasing him and it's very tense and the water's beautiful and blue and just when he's almost there the alpha gets him and kills him but then he like as he's going limp opens his hand and all the grenade pins yeah come i out. mean he kind of has a thing for showing the grenade pins to an alien and you know, then saving the day. Because he did it in War of the Worlds. He did do that in War of the Worlds. Yeah. And uh, was that the one I was thinking of? Is there something else? I think he might do it in Mission Impossible. Yeah. I can't believe I can't remember. He's 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 got his thing. He likes running. He likes we, showing grenade this, pins. This is why we have Tom Cruise-isms. And I didn't think about that. That's another t- Tom Cruise-ism. How many grenade pins did he show an alien in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he basically he kills and kills it and like he as he's basically dying the omega guts or whatever the blood goes yeah. on him yeah. and guess what it resets the day but it resets it differently this time he, he earlier he's yeah, um, a little he, bit earlier he's pretty much at the start of the film where he flew in on the plane yeah. and mouthed off to a general yeah so the but now because i don't know how it works time wise yeah. It's a bit hard, but basically they're like, there was a power surge in Paris and now all the aliens are dead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, everything goes kind of back to how you know normal in a way and everyone's pretty happy because there's no more terrifying aliens taking yeah. over the world and he's still a major and he goes, like, he goes to the base and you sort of go past J-Squad and they're all being there and dickhead yourselves and he goes and approaches Rita, who obviously does not know him at this point, and just, she's like, "What the fuck do you want? I'm I'm full metal bitch." And he's like, he "Just he just laughs." Just, just yeah, grins his head off with his yeah. weird. Actually, what did things. she say? What uh, do you want? <laughs> do I have something on my face? Yeah, yeah. And like, he's a major, and she's like, "Fuck you! I don't even care who you are. I'm the full metal bitch." And yeah, he just laughs because yeah. I hope they have a nice little relationship because they deserve it. They they went through a lot. 
It'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, how does the ending in the book differ? Okay. So uh, I, I was I was bummed with a movie ending. Mm-hmm. I I could see it coming from a mile off. The book is a lot darker. So what they sort of discover is they do the the thing they, you know, get past all the alphas, they kill the Omega, and then it resets. And Kenji is sort of, what's going on here? We we won. We should have won. Why, why are we looping again? And uh, it turns out that because both of them have been infected with the, the alpha blood and they mm. have the ability to loop, they're, they're effectively alphas. And um, in the book, what they, sorry, what they had to do in the book is they had to kill every alpha before they killed the Amiga. Oh. Oh, fuck. And yeah, that was, it was a little more full on. And um, it turns out that both of them are alphas. Oh. And <gasps> oh no, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> so they well, they do figure out that whatever mechanism they use to loop time requires at least two alphas. So one of them has to die and they have a fight. And one of the things that that Kenji mentions is um Rita when she did her loop. Mm. She was pretty much learning everything from the beginning. She was learning how to be this really kick-ass soldier. Yeah. But Kenji, uh, sorry, Kenji, when he looped he was learning from her. Yeah. He was able to to learn all her moves, learn mm. all her tactics, and um, she forces him to fight. She basically says, "Look, we're going to do this, mm. and you're going to you're actually going to try. You're not just going to lie down and die. We're actually going to fight." Yeah. And they fight, and because he's learned everything that he knows from, from her, her, oh no, um, he wins. And um, it turns out that uh, she knew this because she was looping too. So she knew this was going to happen. So yeah. she she knew that she was going to die, and um, and she she basically she thanks him. She says, you know, thank you for you know finally getting me out of this. And um, you know, he admits her love for her, and she basically says, good, I wouldn't want to die alone. And he oh, holds, no. hold, holds her hand on on the beach while she dies. And um, yeah, and then it's the next day. And um, the really th- interesting thing about this is. He's just killed the the most decorated soldier of of the Earth Defense Force, oh, and he's he's just this complete outcast. They don't know how to deal with him. They they stick him in a cell. They lock oh, him up, wow. and they sort of have this discussion. You know, do we shoot him for killing our hero? Do we put a medal on him? They decide to give him a medal, but he's mm. sort of this outcast. So they know that he saved everything, but he yeah. also killed. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. what a conflict of yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was much darker because um, yeah, he, he's beat the Amiga and um, he's lost the ability to, to loop. Mm-hmm. But the fight's not over, so it's pretty much whatever goes on from this point. It's you know he can't loop, so yeah. they still have to fight off all the mimics and, oh and, my God. and win. So yeah, it's a lot darker, and I would have been interested to see it in the film. I guess it probably would have added a lot more time to the film. Yeah, although now we've you know we we saw that there's a sequel to. This well, there is a out. sequel being made, so who knows? Maybe they actually yeah. Got I'll, I'll, I'll be curious to to see whether that happens. Yes. Yeah. How exciting! I'm very excited. They've they're in uh, pre-production for the movie at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be awesome. I can only imagine. And I think didn't we just realize, I was watching uh, YouTube videos of Tom Cruise things today, yes. and Jack Reacher two was is the only sequel Tom Cruise has ever done outside of Mission Impossible. Yep. So this would be his second. One. Oh, well, he's got the new Top Gun coming out as well. Oh, yeah, Top Gun. How did yeah. I forget about Top Gun? Yeah, so now he's just smashing out sequels. Yeah. Yeah, okay. One Tom Cruise. He's like, I know what I like, and I, I like finishing these fun movies I did. Yeah. Great. So that's the movie. 
Yeah. Uh, super sci-fi, action-y. I know a lot of people, and I think I said it at the time too, because remember, I never, I didn't used to always like Tom Cruise. I remember laughing when I saw it and I said to sort of people like, oh, that movie was really good. And like, oh, it was Tom Cruise. I'm like, no, you see him die like a hundred times. Like, that was fun. <laughs> I did like that bit. So yeah, if you don't like Tom Cruise, but you want to see him die a bunch of times, this movie is perfect for you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we should probably have a little chat about Cruisisms. Yes. So running, it was a while. It was a very actiony movie. There wasn't a crazy amount of running. Yeah, oh, he did some, it, do some of those funky power slides in the power arm. Oh yeah, power yeah. slides. That's uh, that is a cruisism yeah. where he does really cool slides or falls into things, mm-hmm. especially in his sci-fi movies. Uh, and yeah, he did a lot of that. But there was a bit of running. Like um, I'm just trying to think of one of the examples. Look, there was some running. It was it was nothing like really dramatic. There was no like big epic Mission Impossible style running scenes. No. Or anything like that. Also, it seemed like it was really hard to run in those suits. Yeah, so I, I did read that the, the suits that they used, the, the actual props in the film, they were really bulky. The actors struggled to use them. When they needed to show uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt running, they you know they hung them from wires and they moved them you know slightly uh, faster. Which than is why else. you can yeah. sort of say they looked really weird. I yeah, mean, you would yeah. run weird in those things anyway, yeah. but... They especially looked weird. Yeah, and uh, they they were taking so long putting them on in the morning that uh, Tom Cruise sort of made a made a, a, a deal with everyone. You know, let's see who can put it on the fastest, yeah. and, and they got it down to like five minutes. He sort of you know egged them on and go, "Come yeah. on, guys." Yeah, so he's a real positive guy. Yeah, yeah. or a cult leader. <laughs> um, anyway. He's only second in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so and another cruisism, so apart from running, another cruisism is that Tom Cruise laugh and smile. And he does that once at the start when they're, when he's being told that he's going to the front line. He's like, mm, can't do that. I can't even stand the sight of blood, like yeah. a paper cut. And he like sort of laughs. <laughs> he does this big laugh and smile and like the general just like no no expression he's like oh fuck uh so that was that that's only one because the rest of the time he's far too stressed to be laughing except at the end he has a bit of a tom cruise smile when he's like oh that reader she's such a fucking bitch to me (laughs) and i guess other things yeah we've we've got the grenade pins now the grenade pins is now a tom cruiseism who knew uh i think they're probably the main ones uh because oh stunts hang on how could i forget stunts yes he he does all his own stunts all the time so we don't even like i said the the wire work yeah so yeah god that would have been you would have been if you weren't fit before doing this movie holy crap you would have been fit afterwards yeah like I mean, Emily Blunt was obviously very fit because her arms were magnificent. Like that weird push-up handstand yeah. thing she was doing. I'm just going to say, you know, she's she's one person and she's doing it in the middle of a training area. Mm. There's all those guys. They're waiting to shoot. She's doing yoga. She's, you know. She's doing like a really cool thing. Yeah, but her beautiful arms. She's like, look at my arms, it was, everyone. It was a sight. Yes. I'll, <laughs> I'll give it that. I, I Yeah. Yeah. And then she just yells at anyone who comes and looks at her. Yeah, um, Tom Cruise is, well, I think that's pretty much it. Stunts, bit of running, some claps, some big smiles, and some grenade pins. In that case, let's rate the movie. Um, I will go first. Mm-hmm. To, you've got a rating system in mind? I do indeed. Okay, well, so like I said, one of my favourite, but also the scene that stresses me out the most is when they're uh, about to drop down onto the beach for the first time. So I'm going to give this movie four and a half sweaty, terrified Tom Cruises out of five. Okay. Because I think he's very attractive when he's sweaty and scared. That's just me. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, what do you rate it? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four out of five grenade pins. 
Nice. Yeah. 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 I, Were there four grenade pins? I think there was significantly more. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't count. I'm too busy. I'm like, what a legend. He did it. He saved the day again. Yeah. I Yeah, look, um, despite my hatred for him, I, I did enjoy the film. My only negative point was, you know, I, I, I really loved the book. The book, yeah. the book was really well done. And it, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't intended to be a, 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 you know, oh, the book's so much better. Yeah. Um, it was, um, I thought it was really well done and I would have really loved to see that ending. And to be fair, maybe we're getting it in the sequel. Mm. We, we don't know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, having not read the book and I'll probably read the book now that we've done this podcast episode. Thank you. I will okay. take that. Yeah, I, I'm really interested, but I'm hoping, like, from what you've said, that it's actually a, a fairly faithful, in most ways, adaption of the book. Yeah. And, you know, I'm happy that Tom Cruise was cast. Some others might be. I don't think, I don't know if anyone but Tom Cruise could have done as good a job in that role because he's really good at sci-fi action movies. I'll be honest, I think pretty much anyone could have done that role. No, no. Yeah. He's so yeah. good at it. Yeah, he's like... Yeah. You needed that smug, charming kind of assholeish guy to like go through the ringer, and Tom Cruise is perfect at that sort of thing. He's like, "Look at me, I'm a big jerk. Oh no, I have to learn some really valuable lessons." And I've learned the some... error of my ways. Yes, yes. I think he's really good at that. So, and everyone else can fuck off. Um, <laughs> so yeah, love that movie. Four and a half and four. So if you haven't seen this movie, uh, you know what happens in it. But I still recommend watching it. It's really fun. Um, soundtrack rules. I think I'm going to post a picture of us yes. holding the soundtrack in the book yes. we took. The, the the guy who did the soundtrack, probably most well known for doing the musical episode of Buffy or, or assisting with the musical episode of Buffy. I think Ben did tell me that, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's, really, it's a really good soundtrack. It's I, just pretty much everything about it. I really, really liked it. I um, uh, Like I said, I love that bit on the beach where he, he's just like, no, I'm doing it by myself. And the music during that scene was just awesome awesome yeah yeah i really liked it yeah it's real good okay well that's us and reviewing edge of tomorrow very excited to do number two i think i'll be done with tom cruise movies by then but obviously i'll do a special edition yeah yeah i um i'd be down for that okay yeah. All right. I think we've got it probably a couple of years because I think they're going to film Mission Impossible 7 and 8 first. Yes. So many things. Yes. Uh, very exciting. Um, Tom, if we wanted to find you on the internet, where would we find you? I'm normally pretty quiet, but you can find me on Instagram, uh, raptor underscore au. Yes, I chose it when I was like 12 and just stuck with it. Well, that's how we, how we choose all of our yeah. usernames. I think, believe my one, Rockfotzer, I've had since I was 22, maybe? So, which is only two years ago. Wow, who knows? No, it's not. It's a long time ago. And, yeah, when you find something you like, you keep it. You do. Uh, and that on that note, my socials are Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram and Tom Cruise Review on Twitter or my website, TomCruiseReviews.com. Thank you for listening and see you later. Bye-bye.